Can't tell you how excited I am about the matchup for the national championship between Washington and Michigan on Monday night. Why? I don't care. People who listen to this podcast are aware that don't care who wins games, don't pull for teams. Uh, actually kind of pull for everyone. But what I look for is um, things related to strategic measures. Um, when I'm looking at the game. I'm looking at how things are going to play out on the field. And I can't think of any matchup would have, that would have been more compelling had in any other matchup than the physical style of Michigan versus the wide-open style of Washington. We're going to break this game now, kind of go over how these teams have gotten here, what it means. We're going to have some fun going into details on this matchup at, uh, on the Landry Football Podcast today. Reminder, you can get more detailed breakdowns on the college game, the pro game, on this game. Now head on over to LandryFootball.com. Take advantage of the holiday savings special that we've got going on. Um, you can try it out for a month. You can try it out for six months. But the 12-month package, our holiday savings special, is the best deal that we've got going. So check it out today. Take advantage of the holiday savings discount, and you can get the best football information and analysis, college football, NFL, from recruiting to transfer portal to free agency to the draft to in-season, out-of-season. We got you covered at LandryFootball.com. So check it out today, <clears throat> LandryFootball.com. Also, a reminder to subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network on Apple, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, so that you don't miss any of our shows. So you want to know about Week 18 in the NFL. What's going to happen in those games? How it's likely going to play out? we got you covered there, LandryFootball.com. <clears throat> so this is, in some ways, the unstoppable force meets the immovable object with everything on the line. As Michigan ranks number two passing defense, lines up against Washington's number one ranked pass offense. Michigan overpowering Alabama and <clears throat> Washington taking care of Texas. Last two undefeated teams will face off face off for the ultimate prize on Monday night. Um, after disappointing performances in the previous two seasons, Jim Har had his Michigan team prepared and prepared well, out-prepared Alabama and on the cusp of winning a national title. Uh, they powered their way through an undefeated regular season without any adversity <laughs> um, or controversy. Um, they have just tons of it. Uh, I'm being facetious. All sorts of adversity, all sorts of controversy. Not a lot of on-the-field problems with this team, though. Uh, they serve, He served two separate suspensions. We all know that story. But here they are. Washington relied on its high-powered offense to post an impressive victory while navigating a challenging Pac-12 slate. You hear this all the time, particularly in my part of the country where the SEC, Pac-12 is not as good. Pac-12 may be disappearing. And they may not be a good conference administratively because they've kind of lost, you know, everything that they had. Uh, but I can tell you what they are good at. This football season, they were the best conference in football. Um, it was the toughest schedule navigating, toughest league to navigate through. No question about it. Um, Michigan's formula for success, suffocating defense. Punishing run again. That was on full display against Alabama. 
they harassed Dylan Murrell, sacking him six times. It did give up a season high 172 rushing yards and a pair of touchdowns, but Alabama needed 43 carries to get there. The defense, the, the steadiness, helped the team overcome some atypical sloppy play early and kept things close before the offense scored late to send the game into overtime. From there, Blake Corum just needed two carries to give his team the lead. And then one last defensive stop sealed the milestone. Michigan's defense will need to come up big one more time on Monday night against Washington, especially if Coach Kalen DeBoer and quarterback Michael Penix continue their successful run. Penix showed Texas why he was a Heisman finalist. He lit up Texas for 430 passing yards. There were questions about can they protect Penix enough against this really good Texas defense front. Well, they did. Washington's defense gave up 498 total yards but forced two turnovers. It kept Texas out of the end zone when it counted the most on the last play of the game. The bend-but-don't-break approach may not be as successful against Michigan, however. Not only do the Wolverines offer a much different challenge on defense for Penix and company, but the productive Michigan running game is a tough matchup to stop. I thought Texas gave up on the running game a little bit too early. It'll be critical for the Huskies to get some stops behind the line of scrimmage. Braylon Trice had two sacks and three tackles for loss in the semifinal. He's going to have to play well. Uh, <clears throat> the flip side this matchup is Michigan. Their defense is yet to face an offense like Washington. Wolverines held Ohio State to 24 points, but this was not a great Ohio State offense. The defense um, pass rush will no doubt play a huge role. But Washington's offensive line is really good pass blocking unit, particularly at tackle. I think you can pressure them up the middle. I don't think the interior three are as good as pass protectors, but they manage to have success against a very good, I mean very good, Texas defensive front. And outside of the Buckeyes, the Wolverines haven't faced a receiving core as gifted or talented as Washington. It's going to be quite the challenge. Washington could be without Dylan Johnson, or at least he's going to try to go, but how effective will he be? Look, Michigan against Alabama, it was, you know, they controlled the game in the first half, but only led 13 to 10 due to some errors on special teams. Can't have that. Can't give this Washington team extra possessions. The Crimson Tide really dominated the third quarter and most of the fourth. Michigan tied the game at 20 which with a clutch eight-play drive, and this game was in peril. Both of them were. You looked at the tape, and you get the feeling that Michigan was quite a bit better, but the score didn't indicate that. Washington beat Texas. Michael Penix in his receiving court led the way. The outgained Texas 532 to 498, not that much. The game was tied 21 at the half. Washington took control of the game over the next three drives, scoring 13 points to nothing to Texas in the same span. Although the Huskies struggled at times on defense, the unit made timely plays. They generated two takeaways, forced five punts, compared to three by the Texas defense, and this unit came away with the biggest play of the game with the stop in the end zone. With nearly, <clears throat> just not nearly as much time to prepare for this game, you wonder how that's going to play out schematically. What will, what will Washington be able to do to try to attack Michigan? What will Michigan do? I think in the games like this where you only have a week, and by the way, we've only had one other time in recent years. 
that's the Georgia Alabama championship game. The Tua coming in at halftime. That <clears throat> that's the last time we've had a January first semifinal in a one week. You know, a Monday January first final. If you remember that, we had January first on a Monday. And now we've got January 8th, a week later on Monday, because that's how it's worked. If if January 1st comes on a Friday, then the championship game is not going to be on the next Friday. It's going to be on the following Monday. So you'll have more than seven days. And that's important, particularly when you look at the length of both of these teams are traveling to go to Houston. Um, look, it's going to be an interesting game. Let's get into more of the details. Of it. Washington's offense. The brilliance of Michael Penix uh, has been on full display. When you watch enough tape, you see the tight window throws, the touch on his throws. It's remarkable and it's incredibly accurate. He's able to decipher quickly, read coverages. He's special and he's got a quick release. And this is a big reason why it's hard to sack him, even though you, you feel like you can break down their protections. What, what makes Washington's offense so effective is Penix's chemistry he has with his receivers. Adunzie, McMillan, Polk, they were targeted 20 times in the win against Texas and combined for 19 completions for 353 yards and two touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, that's ultimate efficiency. He's got a quick trigger. Um, this guy has so much trust in those guys. He throws guys open. Throws with a bunch of trust. You got to stay in phase with them the entire game defensively. Michigan plays a lot of pattern match. People think they play a straight man. They don't. They play a lot of pattern match. Dunzier has 87 catches, 1,553 yards, 13 touchdowns, six catches, 125 yards. He's different. His body control and the way Penix throws him open, they're synced up very well. Whether it's going to be a back shoulder, uh, just in such great rhythm. Washington runs a lot of tight sets, which creates difficult angles to defend and unique route combinations to scheme receivers open downfield. Washington is second in the FBS with 39 passing plays longer than 30 yards a season, but it runs the ball just 27 times a game. Only six FBS teams and just two from the Power Five run it less. And I try to force them to hand the ball off but they will throw the ball in man with two high safeties or if you drop eight and still dice you up. So, yeah, you're going to say you're going to invite them to run the football. Oh, they'll take some of that, but they're going to take more of the passing game and no one gets into their offense better than this Washington offense. What do I mean by that? <clears throat> well, you try to throw them off pace. You try to give them different looks. They'll figure out a way to get the ball to their open guys because there's so many ways to do it. And they've got a quarterback that's so accurate and receivers that are going to win, not 50, 50 balls. They're 90, 10 balls. They're getting it. Um, Oregon is the game that Washington was most committed to the run game. If that happens, an already elite offense truly becomes unstoppable. Washington's skillet receiver allows it to often lean on max protection schemes with six or seven blockers. So even if a team blitz, the experienced unit um, will keep the pocket clean 
and the quick release will allow him to get the ball out quicker. Their offensive tackles are really good. You got to beat them in the interior. I thought Texas defense, which had great interior pressure, he managed zero sacks in the semifinal game. <clears throat> I mean, Byron Murphy beat this guy quite a bit. But Penix would step, slide, and get out. He's so good. Texas couldn't just play man. And then when they did cover the guys perfectly, they didn't play the ball. That's where Michigan will have a little bit of an advantage over Texas. Their DBs play the ball better. Michigan's defense is basically Texas's defense with better ball skills and better coverability. Um, Washington's strength was Texas's kryptonite. If Washington is going to win this game, they have to do it throwing down the field. Uh, Michigan doesn't give up big plays, a lot of them. But, you know, you're you're going to have to – I think that at times you can beat them deep, and I think you can win 50-50 balls. You're going to have to. I thought Washington exposed Texas's defensive backs. They're not elite defensive backs playing elite receivers. Michigan has really good defensive backs and an elite defensive line. Sanders Stills a really good player. He's everywhere. They're good at all three levels. Michigan linebackers, they don't miss tackles. So, you know, I think it's going to be difficult to beat Michigan with the short game. I think it's going to be Washington having to get explosive plays, and can they do that? But pressure is the simplest way to limit any passes effectiveness. But doing that against Washington front, it's been difficult. Um, you know, um, they're really good. They're really, both these teams are really good. If I'm Michigan, I'm utilizing a lot of disguises in my coverage. Pre-snap, I want Penix to see cover two, but really I'm in cover three. I want him to see man, but we're getting into cover three or cover four. You press those corners, you disguise, you send pressure. Arizona State did that probably better than anybody this year. They were in his head a little bit. He didn't have time to go through his reads, and he wasn't as clean. The, the, the tape that's best on how to scheme them was the Arizona State tape. The 15-7 win over Arizona State was the only game this season in which Pennick threw more than one interception and one of those two games in which he was held without a touchdown pass. And the Huskies didn't have a pass play longer than 21 yards. Michigan is so tough on defense. They made Alabama one-dimensional. This is a much better offense. If Penix, in his sixth year of playing college football, can sniff out these coverages before the snap, look out. Um, they've got more cover three zone beaters than you've ever seen. Schematically, these guys are really good. They can figure it out. Let's go to the other side of the ball when Michigan has the ball. The roadmap to Michigan's success on offense is nothing fancy. It's the skill that's kept them undefeated all year long. <clears throat> the strength to turn on the 32 plays, run the football, that's it. It's not just the Wolverines' best offense. It's their best defense against Washington's best player, which is why I think the key to this game is going to be when Michigan has the ball. Uh, Michigan was more physical and tougher than Alabama in the Rose Bowl. Um, they certainly are going to be more physical than Washington, and they got to use that to their advantage. I don't think there's a team in football that's more patient in running it in Michigan. So if you're looking for keys, Michigan running the football, 
staying committed to running the football. And in order to do that, that means Michigan's going to have to play a cleaner game than they did against Alabama. Turn the football over, and all of a sudden you find yourself down 13, 17 points against Washington, and you abandon the pass, you're not going to come back. You're not going to match point for point. You're not going to match tempo for tempo with Washington. You're not going to match explosive plays for explosive plays with Washington. You need to keep this game at the line of scrimmage. You need to run the football, but you also need to play clean on special teams more on that in a minute. Not turn the football over. Not give Washington extra possessions. Washington can win with 12 possessions or they can win with nine. They're that efficient. You're going to have to run the football, keep them out of their rhythm by keeping them on the sideline. And if they do that, I think if Texas would have run the football more, they were ripping off runs against Washington. If they had done that more, I think they win the game. They didn't lean heavy enough on the running game. The Longhorns ran for 180 yards, 28 carries, three touchdowns. You, you can run the ball on Washington. Texas could. If their backs didn't fumble, they'd probably win the game. It, it, it's not real difficult. It's not real complex. Um Washington's ranked 86 in FBS and yards per carry allowed. Michigan wants to run the football, get downhill. They got to run it. McCarthy was, um, you know, productive enough when he needed to be against Alabama. But that's not what they, you know, he hasn't played that well in a long time. He played real well against Alabama, particularly when they needed to. Um They've got some ability to make some plays and move the football against this Washington defense. I'm not saying they can't, but they're going to lose a shootout matchup. They want to play this at the line of scrimmage. I do think the scheme that Chuck Morrell and William Inge uses defensively could confuse McCarthy a bit. They put everybody at the line and make the quarterback think a little bit. Then they'll drop everybody in coverage. And you don't know if they're playing zone or man. You can get creative with disguise. It makes it look like zero pressure when you have a lot of you have to have a lot of conversations on how you're going to handle that. They may bluff and drop out. You know, cover zero look like cover three, or cover three look like cover zero. They'll shoot guys out. Um, Michigan's third down package with three tight ends. Um, they live very effectively doing that. Uh, Michigan could continue to do that, and I think they will, and bring a lot of beef in this game. Uh, They do some really good stuff. They'll bring in Max Bredesen at tight end, create problems. He's a stud. Treat him like like a fullback. He's a difference maker in those packages. He's a good weapon. So I think you know where this game is going, and I think you know where both teams want to take it. Um, Washington, if, if Washington can... If Michigan plays sloppy and turn the football over and Washington gets more possessions and gets some big plays and makes Michigan play from behind, Washington is going to win this game. But if Michigan could keep this at the line of scrimmage and play a clean game uh, and play with the lead, look, I think they can wear it out. I think to think you're going to shut down Washington is unrealistic. I think you can make some plays. I don't think they're going to run wild, but I think they can win games 
by scoring 27 points, by scoring 31 points. They don't need to score 35-38. Um, Michigan has just 19 plays of longer than 30 this season. That's 112th nationally. So I think this is going to be a great game from a strategic standpoint because they're so different. And who can get into their offense more successfully? Who can play a cleaner game? I'm telling you, these matches matchups I just gave you are intriguing. But I do think it's about playing clean game, um, not turning the football over. And I thought Washington – could have put Texas away if they not had a couple of turnovers. Michigan probably let Alabama in the game longer than it could have been because of turnovers. Who plays a cleaner game is going to more likely allow that team to dictate the style that the game should be in their favor. I think it's going to be fascinating. And, you know, I'm not – uh, I'm not. I don't feel strongly about picking either team. I, I really believe that Washington's more explosive, and the likelihood is that they're going to score enough points to make it difficult for Michigan to handle it. I, I do think that you can control this Washington offense only so much, and I think Michigan will do it better than anybody has. I just don't know if it's going to be enough. I'd give them a little bit of an edge. But I tell you, Washington, just like Michigan, better play a clean game because if they lose a possession or two and Michigan can wear them down, then it could be a problem. Michigan gets down in this game, it's over. And I'm not talking 7 nothing, folks. I'm talking 17 points in the third quarter. Michigan is probably not going to have enough time to come back, not enough possessions to come back because – they're going to have to get away from the running game too much to do so. If Washington's down 17, they got different things that they can do. You've got to make, you've got to wear down Michigan's defensive front. And so in the fourth quarter, even if you're down 17, Washington can, can score quickly. It should be a fascinating game. You want more details on breakdowns as well as a definitive pick, head on over to LandryFootball.com. Folks, take advantage of our holiday savings special. Give the gift of football to yourself or to a loved one in your family by giving them uh, uh, the LandryFootball.com 12-month package, the holiday savings special. You can try it out for a month. You can try it out for six months. But our best deal is our 12-month package, LandryFootball.com. If you like football, you're going to love LandryFootball.com. Also, a reminder to subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network on Apple on Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, We appreciate you joining us and uh, talk to you again next time. Enjoy the games, and we'll be here to break it down for you right here on the network as well as LandryFootball.com.